Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, we are talking about the next great idea. Maybe you have it. Maybe you're about to come up with it. Maybe I have it. What is the next great idea that is going to create that fortune for you? Now, I've had a lot of different people come to me and I've sent a whole lot of a number of other people to in funders and whatever who all think they have the next great idea. And I would have to say that there appears to be some sort of like connection between the next great idea. And um, I've had funders tell me kind of what they're looking for. And so let's uh, talk about that a little bit today, because, you know, maybe you're sitting there like, I got it. I know what we're going to do. And it's maybe it's not that great. Maybe you're not thinking big enough, or maybe it's already been done, or maybe you're just thinking of an incremental change that's not quite enough to make it a great idea. It's an okay idea, just not a great one. So what is it that creates the next great idea? Um, Well, it has to be unique. And by unique, I don't mean completely novel, because um, I had a funder one time tell me, because I sent him, um, somebody had a business plan, and they're like, this is it, this is the next great idea, and I can't tell you too much about it. But they sent it to me and I sent it on to the funder and the funder called me up and like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this one. I'm like, okay, like, should I not send you this one? He's like, so his issue was um, that no one had ever seen anything like this idea before. And in any capacity was so completely novel. So brand new. So never before done before in any kind of way, shape or form that my funders didn't want to even touch it. And I'm like, why not? Isn't that like, isn't this like one of those things that like change the world like if they do it like it could but there's no way to know if it's going to sell and kind of in business that's the thing that matters most because if your thing doesn't sell it doesn't matter if you've got the world's greatest mousetrap if nobody buys it right you need to be able to get it into the hands of customers and the customers have to want it and if you can't get them to want it and buy it then there's no point in making it, at least for purposes of commerce. You might be able to do it as a hobby, be able to like open source it, that sort of thing. But if you're in it for the money, if you're in it for business, you know, as a gamerpreneur, then it needs to be able to sell. And something brand new, never before seen, like like not even relatable to something else out there, isn't a great idea because there's no way to know if it's going to work. At least... I don't want to say it's not a great idea. It's not a great idea in terms of getting an investor on board because you have to find someone who like can see the vision and is willing to, to risk lots of money on it, just nothing happening. Generally, investors, they don't like losing money, right? They expect to lose money here and there, but they don't want to going into a project. It's not like they're like, oh, this is my one that I'm supposed to lose all my money on. It's like, no, they look at your plan. They look at your idea. They look at the concept. They learn about you and your team and they go, okay, I think this will make money if you do it the right way. And if it turns out it doesn't make money, they're generally okay with that because their losses should be offset by their gains. If you come to them with something so completely new that they can't even like conceptualize what this is also like, then they're going to go, eh, you know, I don't know, because there's no way to know if it's going to make money. If I, um, I had a, um, I went to an IGDA, so International Game Developers Association meeting, God, it was two years ago before the, the Rona. And um, the speaker was talking about getting funding for your game, getting a publisher specifically. And he said, when you're doing the pitch, 
for the games, right? And you're in front of these publishers, you need to relate it to something else. So is the game you're like, you're making like Halo, but different, right? Um, and he related it to the movie industry. He's like, when you're pitching a movie to um, producers and executive producers, the people who fund the movies, you have to relate it to another movie. It's like Titanic, but in space, right? Like it's, it's something else. And it allows the producer to go, oh, okay, that did well before. And if we do it a little bit different, like we can make up for the faults of this one and make more money this way. Like it's fantastic. We can touch this different demographic or something. That's why like a brand new novel idea is kind of tough. I'm not saying they're terrible. I mean, you might actually have a fantastic idea. You're going to have to work to sell it though to somebody in order to scale it. And the alternative is to like go slow. And if you go slow, there's the risk that you put it, the product out there and somebody somewhere else goes, hey, that's a really cool idea. And they're like, hey, it's being sold in, in Lowe's or it's being sold at Home Depot. And you know, if we could just get an investor behind us, make our own version of it, like we could make a ton of money. And if you haven't put any money into patenting it and you know, making sure you're copyrights are good because you're starting out slow. They're just going to come in. They're going to develop it themselves. They're going to blow up because they're going to have investor money because you're now their case study. So you yeah, watch out for that. Um, other than that, what are there some great ideas? How do you, how do you even come up with a great idea? Well, one of the best ways to come up with a great idea is to just look around and think about what annoys you. Like what is, you know, that thing that every single day you're like, oh gosh, if I just can fix this. Well, if that thing that you need in order to fix the thing or the thing that you need to do the thing or whatever it is, right? Uh, maybe you wish like, man, if I could just have like a push button solution to like building out this, this spreadsheet I have to do and you can't find anything online, you know, no one seems to be able to make it uh, or hasn't made it yet. That might be a thing, right? Because if you're having an issue with something, whether it's a push button solution to make a spreadsheet or maybe it's your belt, you know, my, if only I could have a belt that, did something different than the way belts currently work, you might not be the only person out there thinking that. And so you want to do some what's called market research. You go out and you look at the field. Is Are other people complaining about the same issue that you have? And if you find a lot of people complaining about it, but no solutions out there, that might be a great idea because there's already a market for it. There's people complaining about the, the thing and they wish they had a solution. Now, on this note, I'm going to say, just because people complain about something doesn't mean there's a market for it. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive because you would think, well, if people have an issue, shouldn't they want the product? And I had a situation where this did not work for me because when, back when I was an attorney, I was um, doing presentations for real estate investment associations. And um, I was teaching them digital marketing and advertising, but I was going to all these meetings and they were all complaining about lawyers. Cause you know, when I introduced myself, I'm like, hi, I'm Brad, I'm an attorney. And they're like, oh yeah, man, I hate attorneys because it's such a pain in the butt. I got to get in touch with them. And they're so expensive. And they're complaining, 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 complaining. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. A lot of people complaining about something. This might be an opportunity. So instead of like pitching them on my services, I figured what if I made a simpler solution that I could sell at scale for lower dollars, right? So sell to a lot of people for smaller dollars. And I came up with a, um, a guidebook on real estate law and specifically landlord tenant law. It was written in simple English. It kind of gave flow charts and showed people how to like do things kind of easy. And I'm like, ha I've got this wonderful book. Who wants it? And basically nobody wanted, it. I only sold a few copies. And the reason why nobody wanted it, well, you know, when I have an issue, I just go to my attorney. 
but you guys were just complaining about like you this was the reason i wrote the book is because you didn't want to go to your attorneys they're like yeah but when i go to my attorney i don't have to do it myself and that that to me is more important than paying the attorney and grumbling about the attorney i'd rather just not have to deal with it so i missed this opportunity because i didn't do enough market research. I didn't ask the question as I started out this project, whether this is something people would buy. I just thought, oh, here's an issue that people have. I need to do something about it. So I wrote an entire book. It took me like a month and a half to write this book. We even had like video that went with it, something like 40 hours of video and like nobody wanted it. And so at the end of the day, you know, it was an okay idea. Probably the execution wasn't done properly. It was, no, it was a terrible idea because no one wanted it. No one wanted it because they were just going to go to their attorney. They were going to complain. People do that. People complain all the time. So, you know, your idea, whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, is, is it specific? Can you tell me exactly who your audience is? And I don't mean like generally, oh, my audience is gamers. Ooh, you know, jazz hands, right? Gamers. What is a gamer? What does that mean? Like what kind of gamer? There's people who like specifically only sports games don't touch anything else. There's people who play RPGs and don't play anything else, right? Like if you are going to market this stuff, if you're going to sell this stuff. You can't be too general. I know somebody who's trying to sell to gamers. And every time he asks me for advice, my advice is be more specific. What type of gamers? And, and don't just say, well, this one and 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 this one. And this one. Like, yeah, you might be able to touch all of them, but your marketing is going to be junk because you're spreading yourself too thin. Pick one lane and then stick with it. So if your idea is just so broad that everybody on the planet can use it, you're not going to sell it to anybody because you're not going to be able to craft your messaging in a way that's going to get someone to want to buy it. All right. <sighs> That's, that's all right. Wonderful. So I think that's what I got for you today. I gave you some great ideas. Um, to remind you all, organization is the enemy of sloth. Too many people are idea people. And by that, I mean, they are fantastic with coming up with an idea, but then the actual execution of turning that idea into reality is not something that they're particularly good at. And the reason they're probably not particularly good at it is because they come up with the big grand ideas that like, or it may sound fantastic in theory, but they don't do the market research. They don't, you know, try to figure out how they're going to actually market to a particular audience. They don't like go through the steps to turn it into a real business. They just come up with an idea and then they, you know, dabble at it for a little bit and it didn't really go anywhere. And so they put it on a shelf and never see it again. Too many ideas die on a shelf. Too many people are taking ideas to the grave with them. You have to take the steps necessary if you're going to go down this road. You have to be willing to put in the hard work. And if you're not willing to put in the hard work, go find a business partner who can see your idea for what it is, who's willing to put in the sweat equity. And then you got to find something to do because this is like, your idea is just an idea. Come on, ideas. I had an investor um, tell me years and years and years. One of the very first investors I ever talked to tell me that ideas are completely worthless. It's only the application of that business, of that idea that means anything. So have you built, have you built out the entire plan in order to how to generate this idea into reality and make money off of it? If not, who's to say your idea is novel? Who's to say someone else hasn't already come up with it and it's also presently working on it? You don't even know. You haven't done the, the, the competitor analysis yet. Like you actually have to treat your ideas like business ventures if you want them to become something. Otherwise, you're just daydreaming. So that's what I got for you all today. Don't be just a gamer. Be a gamerpreneur.